Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Festivals, Chapter 13, Shavuos, Section 8, Shavuos Night Learning. Many joyfully study Torah all night long on Shavuos. The reason for this custom is explained in the Zohar. Quote, The early pious ones did not sleep that night, but would busy themselves with Torah. Thus, when the rabbis gathered at the home of Rav Shimon Bar Yochai on Shavuos night, he said, Let us fix the bride's jewelry so that tomorrow she will be properly adorned before the king. Fortunate is the lot of the learned. When the king asks the queen, Who fixed your jewelry and burnished your crown? There is no one in the world who knows how to fix the bride's jewelry other than the scholars. Fortunate is their lot in this world and the next. Elsewhere, the Zohar recounts that Rav Shimon and all the rabbis were joyfully studying Torah on Shavuos night. Each of them shared original insights, and Rav Shimon rejoiced along with them. Rav Shimon said to them, My children, fortunate is your lot. Tomorrow the bride will enter the wedding canopy, and only you will accompany her. All those now preparing the bride and sharing her joy will be written in the Book of Remembrance. God will bless them with the seventy blessings and crowns of the supernal world. In order to understand these passages in the Zohar, we should clarify that the day of Matan Torah, of the giving of the Torah, is referred to as a wedding day. It is then that God and the Jewish people formed a special relationship, as do a bride and groom when they get married. This idea can be found in the Gemara in Masechet Tanis. Each year on Shavuos, Matan Torah is revisited, and the Jewish people once again renew their relationship with God as if they were bride and groom. According to the Kabbalists, studying Torah on Shavuos night prepares the Jewish people to receive the Torah in the most delightful way. When the morning arrives, they ascend toward God, deepening and intensifying their connection with Him. As a result, they merit an abundance of Torah, life, and blessing throughout the year. The Holy Arizal said that if one studies Torah all night long on Shavuos without sleeping at all, he is guaranteed to live out the year and is protected from harm all year long, for all of human life hinges on the Torah. Another explanation is offered for this custom. On the day when the Jews received the Torah, they overslept. Moshe, our teacher, had to wake them up to receive the Torah, as we read from the book of Shemot. Moshe led the people out of the camp toward God, and they took their places at the foot of the mountain. This was a failure on the part of the people. They neither prepared themselves properly for Matan Torah, nor experienced the appropriate anticipation. This idea about oversleeping can be found in the Midrash, Shira Shirim Rabbah. In order to make up for this sin, we study Torah all night on Shavuos, because we long for and anticipate the light of Matan Torah, which is revealed anew each year on Shavuos. This explanation for why we stay up all night can be found in the Magin of Ram. At first, only the pious few would stay up and study Torah all night. Around 400 years ago, thanks to the Arizal's statement above, the custom to stay up studying all night started to spread, and it became widely observed. The Kabbalists emphatically insisted that those who stay up all night must dedicate the time to intensive Torah study and not waste time on frivolous matters. In any case, 
Following this custom is not obligatory. If it is difficult for one to stay up all night studying Torah, he may go to sleep. Even some great rabbis preferred to sleep on Shavuos night. They evaluated the situation and decided that if they remained awake all night, the loss would outweigh the gain. They would not be able to focus properly on prayer in the morning, or they would not be alert enough at night to learn productively, or they would need to catch up on their sleep later on and thus learn less Torah the next day, or they would not be able to enjoy the rest of the festival properly on account of their exhaustion. On the other hand, those who do stay up all night feel that even if their Torah study is not of the highest caliber, and it is difficult to focus on the morning prayers, this holy custom gives expression to love of God and love of Torah. It has the special advantage of showing dedication to God's glory. Such dedication enhances the glory of the Jewish people as well. Each person should choose the practice that will allow him to serve God best. To summarize, there is a custom to joyfully study Torah all night long on Shavuos. The Zohar reports how early sages from the time of the Mishnah used to do so, and the Arizal, the 16th century Kabbalist, encouraged all people to do so. The practice has since spread and has become quite popular. Nonetheless, it is not obligatory, and many great rabbis of recent generations did not stay up all night learning often from a sense that one can actually do more and better Torah study on a proper night's sleep. Supporters of the custom note that staying up all night is an expression of love and dedication, and thus itself worthwhile. The Zohar speaks of Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, as a wedding between God and the Jewish people. Those who stay up all night learning are, in the Zohar's metaphor, like one who adorns the bride, that is, the Jewish people, making her beautiful for her special day. The Magen Avraham records a different framing for the custom. A Midrash describes how the Jewish people overslept on the morning of Matan Torah. In response, we make up for their mistake by refusing to go to bed at all, and in our anticipation for the Torah, guaranteeing that we are up and ready at daybreak. A historical note from me. Why did the custom of staying up all night spread? Certainly the Arizal's endorsement played a role, and the custom is itself worthwhile in recommending. However, there is also an important technological slash culinary reason. Coffee. Several historians have traced how, as coffee beans and coffee culture spread across Jewish communities, first Sephardic, then Ashkenazic, late-night Jewish customs took off. As staying up all night, buzzed and ready, became more possible, the idea of using that tool for Torah also spread across the Jewish world. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of Halacha by Rav Eliezer Malamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.